Hi everybody and welcome to Beast Mode Kids. My name is Patrick Davey. I'm sitting here with Alora. Hello. So if you are new to Beast Mode Kids, if you have any questions that you would like Alora and I to, uh, to answer for you, you can contact us at beastmodekids at yahoo.com and don't forget to subscribe or download and review because uh, all that means the world to us and we want to try to make this the best, uh, best podcast that we possibly can for you guys to learn all of the things about being a kid, about being a parent and all the fun stuff. So. What we're going to start with today is being shy. So, Laura and I have talked about this a lot, so I'm going to make her explain this to me, or to you guys again. Um, how shy are you? Um, so, when it comes to talking with my friends, I'm not that shy, like I'm not as shy, but when I, it comes to talking to more people, and just so many new people around, I'm a bit more shy, but I'm still open to talking to people. So now let's say you were at school and you guys are, you're doing a project and you have to stand in front of the, the class by yourself and give some sort of a presentation. How is that comfortable for you? Um, usually it would be, it kind of depends like how many people do I know in the class or something like that. But Usually, I'd be okay with doing that, yeah. Okay. So, obviously, the more people that are with you, if it was a group presentation and everything feels good, Yeah, it's a lot easier. So, all eyes aren't on you. Mm-hmm. But you are kind of an entertainer, aren't you? I guess. You do, you do enjoy theater. Yes. Doing plays, yes. all that other kind of stuff. And so, that's where it, that type of atmosphere is comfortable for you. We watched you do a play this last spring, mm-hmm. and you were very comfortable on stage doing your part but you also practice a lot yeah like we've been we had been practicing for what was it two months three months i would say yeah two to three months in there a couple days a week even when it got closer you guys were up to three days a week and didn't you guys do a saturday or two in there too yeah i think so that's where it's just like but i mean when you guys finally did that performance it was it was great so now, if you remember now, Laura's 11 in middle school over at North Middle School, or North Star Middle School here in Eau Claire, and something that she does not know about me, which I'm going to tell her right now, is that I used to be extremely shy. <laughs> and you hear her giggle with that? Because I am, I most certainly have broken out of that shyness yeah. in a lot of different ways, but... Um, there's three different types of people when it comes to being shy and or not shy at all. And there's what's called an introvert, an extrovert, and an ambervert. So uh, an introvert is somebody that is very shy, you know, goes into a social situation and has a hard time communicating with other people. They might sit in a room full of people and, and be comfortable, honestly, just reading a book or observing. It's not saying that they're not enjoying themselves. It doesn't mean that they're not having fun. It just means that that social situation is just not comfortable for them to go out and be social. An extrovert is somebody that can walk into any room that they see and see anybody that they know or don't know, and they can start up a conversation with them. Now, I said there's a third one in there, which is referred to as an ambervert. Now, I kind of fall myself more into that situation because I look at situations that I'm in currently with my job and with what I do, that if I'm in control of a situation, I'm very comfortable in that situation and I can talk to anybody. I can approach them with certain questions because that's why they're there. I can sit in front of a room of a thousand people 
and give a speech and be comfortable because I'm in that position. I'm in the power position. I'm the one in control of that situation. If you put me in a position then of 30 people in a room that I do not know and I have to go and introduce myself and start talking with them, that makes me crumble on the inside. <laughs> I hate it. Every part of my soul, I do not, I get clammy, I get uncomfortable. And if you think that's bad, you should meet Alora's mom because she's even worse than I am. But we do repair very well. But, so there's many different ways. So I mean, if you see a friend of yours, a kid, it could be a little bit older than you, it could be a little bit younger than you, and if you see them sitting in the corner in a crowded area and they look content, they, they might be very happy in that situation. So being shy is not the, the worst thing in the world. It's just trying to get comfortable being who you are and then exploring different avenues with that. Now I say that because uh, in the last episode I mentioned about being a barber. I was a barber for eight years. And that was one of the, that was probably the best thing that I ever did to break out of my shell because I'm forced to have to talk to people. I you know, I worked in cosmetology, cut men and women's hair for one year and then was a barber for seven years after that. And when the bar, you know, when you're you're dealing with cosmetology, women's hair, you are you spend two hours with one person. So you can build quite the relationship. In a barbershop, you're looking at 10 to 20 minutes depending on their style of hair. So you better be able to know that person, pick out what they want to talk about, get comfortable in that situation, and still have them like you at the end of the day. So, so. with all of that, I had to learn how to talk and start conversation. And it got better because eventually after eight years, you get, you get to know people. And you see Bill come in. You're like, hey, Bill, do you guys do you finish your deck? And you see Scott come in. You're just kind of like, hey, I saw you guys traveled over to California for the weekend, whatever that is. So you get to know them. And that's where it's nice and easy. So, like, Laura, you just started school a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Tell me about a time that you had to go and meet somebody new. So when it comes to new schools, new everything pretty much, the first few days at school – it, um, you can sit wherever you want. You can sit by your friends from your old school. You can sit by new people if you want to. You can sit by anybody you want, pretty much. But now, like, about a week into school, they had it so that we had seeing charts. And I am by nobody that I know. <laughs> so, Whatsoever. Uh, without going into names or anything like that. Yeah. If, did you, have you met everybody that sits around you? No. No? Well, like... Currently, I've, like, met them, but I don't know them very well. Sure. Because it's still only, what, third week of school, something like that. So for, if somebody was sitting here and listening to this podcast, what would you tell them to do to meet those people that you're sitting next to that you don't know, that you've never met before? Well, something that you want to try to do is maybe... Try to get to know the person better. Like, if you don't want to talk to them right away, maybe just try to listen or, like, you know, figure out what their interests are. Not being, like, creepy or anything, <laughs> thing, but, like... You mean, like, just asking if them? if they're sharing their, what they did over the weekend, you might be able to tell if they said, oh, I played at a baseball game. They might like baseball ball. And then you might be able to talk about them. Well, talk with them about right. that. Well, so perfect example. You like giving me a hard time. We give a hard, us each other. <laughs> Let's try that again. <laughs> Laura and I give each other a, a hard time a lot. This is our fine family dynamic. There's a lot of sarcasm. 
There's yes. a lot of hard time, but a lot of giggles, giggles that go along with that. Now, we live in Wisconsin. It is the mid middle of September. It is Monday, which means what happened yesterday? Yesterday was Sunday, and I was at a softball game. You were, but what else was playing on TV? Football. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Exactly. So, and you're you're a fan of? The Packers. Right, and I'm a Denver Broncos fan. So, <laughs> so that makes me sad this year, but... But anyway, that's a that's an easy easy conversation because there's many Packer fans in Wisconsin and that you're going to school with. You see somebody with a certain shirt on that you like or something. That's an easy way to just start a conversation or even turn around and be like, "Hey, my name's Laura. What's yours?" Yeah. So there's some such a simple little way to meet those people, and you never know. You could be great friends. I know that you had a situation with your uh, the person that you stand to you guys share lockers or you're next to each other oh yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. you the very first day we talked about this like you know she was frustrated at the time mm -hmm. but now you kind of see her every day stay next to her i would imagine now how is your relationship with her now so we're more friends it's not like best friends or something like that but we're still friends definitely uh we're in almost all of the same classes like i think i said before but yep. um we see each other a lot, so we've become more friend of friends. A little more friendly to each other and everything. Yeah. See, that's great. And so it's just building those relationships, and it's going to take time. All of a sudden, one thing's going to happen. You guys are one class, and all of a sudden, you're, you're, you're trying to do a project together. Or all of a sudden, you're in the same team together. Or you're in the same club together. And it's just a way to build relationships with all of that. Exactly. Wonderful. All right. So moving on. So I'm going to throw a Laura curveball here. Oh, no. I know, right? Not again. <laughs> so what do you want to be when you grow up? Oh. <laughs> so that changes a lot. It most certainly does. And it you're 11, so it's a, it's supposed to change. So, like, right now, what what is something that interests you? So something that would kind of interest me is, like, I don't have a specific thing, but, like, for a job or for something to do in general is to travel a lot, like, even if it's just around the U.S. or something like that, like, at least to be able to see, like, cool places, like, I don't know, Antarctica, something, something, so, I don't know. <laughs> well, first off, that's not in the United States. That doesn't matter. <laughs> that, all right, fair enough. So now we're looking at, like, go to California. Yeah. Go check out Mount Rushmore. Go to the East Coast, you know, to Boston, New York City, all those places. There's amazing. There's many amazing places from the Midwest, East Coast, West Coast, all the good stuff on there. So, all yeah, of it. That's awesome. That's fantastic. Whatever, whatever, you just want to travel. Yeah. All right. I like that. All right. So, how often are you wrong? Um, <laughs> this lot. is a loaded question right a here. A lot. A lot. A lot. So, now, how, I mean, do you like being wrong? Uh, depends. Depends on what the situation of me being wrong is. Well, I mean, in general. Just easy yes or no. You, no. Right. right. <laughs> Nobody likes to be wrong. Nobody wants to be wrong because we want to be sure that we want to, not to be the smartest person in the room, but know that what we're saying is is going to be is okay with everybody else. But there comes a time when we are all wrong. Yeah. Believe it or not here, Laura. Mom and dad are wrong from time to time, too. Now, 
Wow, are I'm we, so shocked. <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> are we going to tell you about that every time? Probably not. No. Because guess what? Parents are going to make mistakes. Yeah. And they're going to do their best to try to move you forward and benefit you the best that you can. And sometimes we have hiccups in our world that, uh, that, that might slow you down. And that is just one of those things about being accountable for your actions. So now, when you know that you're, that you're going to do something that you may do wrong, yeah, does that hold you back from giving it 100%? Uh, some, yeah, probably no, not really. I always try my best, you know? So there's, there's a phrase, there's a question out there that uh, I, I like to ask people. And there's one answer that makes my skin crawl. <laughs> so I'd like to ask them, what are you afraid of? Oh. So let me ask you this really quick, and then I'll give you my answer. So okay. what are you afraid of? Um, I'm afraid... Actually, we talked about this earlier in school today. It was in our book thing. We had... We were reading a book, and it was like... It was pretty much a book about a kid who was being bullied. Okay. And all of that type thing. But... One of the questions in a packet that we had to write in was, and we were able to share it too, what are you afraid of? Like, what is your fear? Sure. And one of the things that I, like, what I said, like, there's definitely more than just this, but one of them is definitely embarrassment. You're afraid of embarrassment? Yeah, I'm just afraid of being in that situation where I'm extremely embarrassed and there's no escape. <laughs> Ah, that's embarrassment is a tough one. That truly is yeah. because doing something, being fearful that you're going to now not accomplishing something is that embarrassing? Or like, give me an example of what's and what would be embarrassing. Like, if a hypothetical situation, what would be embarrassing to you? Um, I don't know, just something where. You fell down the stairs at school. Yeah, or I fall flat. My, this actually happened a couple of days ago. <laughs> oh, where, God. Where I was running in the hallway because I had to get to my locker because I was going to be late for my next class for like the third time in a row. And I was not going to be late. And my shoelace was untied. Like always. <laughs> my goodness, girl. We need to teach you how to get those things double knotted. And then I... So I was going really quick, and then I trip, but like, and I fall like, like about an inch away from the ground was my face. <laughs> okay, yeah. Like, and I wasn't on my knees or anything, and I get back up super fast, and I start running again. It's like, and there was a teacher staring at me the whole time. <laughs> The teacher say anything like slow down. She did not say slow down. She said, "Are you okay?" And then I'm just like, "Yup, keep running." I gotta go. <laughs> so, being embarrassed. So now, my least favorite answer to that question is failure. Oh. Now, the fear of failure is something that will hold people back from accomplishing great things. I have failed many of times many of times and like put myself in a position where I knew that I was going to fail and possibly there is a little bit of embarrassment in there but just because you fail at it if you know that you gave everything that you could for that you shouldn't be embarrassed at it. exactly be able to really give 
that opportunity, regardless if you're writing a poem or if you're trying to learn how to ride your bike or if you're if you do your math homework and you're just like you're you're 100 confident that this is the way it is and if the teacher tells you it's not well then let's figure it out there's many actors and comedians and doctors and lawyers that failed many of times of different tests and different things that they had to do to be able to get things right and unfortunately that's a part of life failure is a part of it and if you can embrace it and know that there's going to be some apologies on your side from mm -hmm. time to time because of failures that you make, then it gets a little easier for you. I've apologized to too many people for things <laughs> that I've done and said. And as long as you can learn from it and better yourself from it, then everything's moving in the right direction. Then you're doing okay. Yeah. Okay? Good. So, when... When I think about parents, and I think about things that you do on a regular basis, one of the biggest, biggest things that I try to accomplish is, is give you as much support as I possibly can, regardless of what you do. And support from a parent is huge. And you have to be really careful about what that means. I mean, because just because you're there for them physically doesn't mean that you're supporting them. I've heard my friends, I've heard other people, doesn't matter if you're out in public, at the grocery store, at the mall, say the most hurtful and most sad things I've ever heard to their children. They call them names, call them bad names, and that will destroy a child from the inside. And these are things like, I remember that, you know, we yell at you. Yeah. Mom and you, yeah, yeah, because you're a child, we're adults, we yell That's things. how it works. <laughs> That's the way the world goes round. But I do everything in my power to never say anything negative to you. If I yell at you, I do my best to try to explain to you why I'm yelling at you, of why I'm saying what I'm saying. And the best part about it is you're getting older now to where I really don't need to yell. It's yeah. more or less like explaining, like, this is what you did wrong. Let's do that better. Yeah. Because there was a time when, and I think back, and it's not, you know, being positive is is a huge thing. And as parents, we need to guide our children. And I remember this one time, and I I lost it on you. Yes. No. You don't even know what I'm talking about. You just said yes. I'm still saying it, because I bet <laughs> it has happened a million times. So I'm going to explain this to you. So it was, there was a time when Nani was at our house. So Nani is, is my mother, so Laura's grandma. Yeah was at our house when we were living over at our other house. Oh, yeah. yeah. And Bo was very little. And you were probably, it was probably about four years ago. You were still pretty young, too, yeah. but Bo was getting on your nerves, and you hit him across the face. Oh, that's you, what we're talking about. Do you remember this? <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> and I lost my mind on you. Now, I'm very proud to say because a good parent, I didn't hit you. I screamed and yelled. I put you into your room, and then your mother screamed at me for screaming at you. I didn't know. I don't know if you knew that at all. She did not like how I handled that situation. Yeah. But I gave you a few minutes to calm down. I gave myself a few minutes to calm down, and I went in there and we sat down and we talked about hitting, because hitting is not something we do. Hitting is, is one of those things, that's what a desperate person does. 
If you're going to go up to somebody and hit them because of anger, then you're, you're wasting your time. You're wasting their time. You have your own internal anger stuff. And as, as, as small children, you're still trying to figure it out. And that was, yeah, that's still good. And that's where Bo gets a little bit more slack because he's five. It's not good, but it is part of it is. Do you remember what I told you that day? Uh, that I should not hit people because it's not what you were supposed to do in any circumstance whatsoever. No. Um, partially right. Yeah. Partially right. So something I'm going to remind you of this again is that we are Davies. We do not hit people. We protect people. What that means is, is that if you ever saw somebody getting bullied, if you ever saw somebody getting beat up and you stood up for that person, and if you got in a fight and had to protect yourself with that, I have zero issues with that. Mm-hmm. That is something that I will back you on any day, all day with that. And I'm not saying that fighting is good. I'm not saying that, that you need, that's the direction you need to go, but bullies are bullies and they don't like to be stopped. They don't like to be stood up against. And if they're pulling somebody, and if and I don't care if it's any child. If I saw any child, pick, you know, to stand up for another, for somebody else that's getting bullied, I would, I encourage it. You see those videos on Instagram, on on Facebook of, of, of that situation happening every once in a while. Mm-hmm. And it's unfortunate. Yeah. But it has a tendency of happening every once in a while. Mm-hmm. But it's just one of those things that we protect people. And that's what we need to do. Everybody, it doesn't matter who you are. Not that we're all going to be friends, but we need to coexist together. And as parents, we need to guide our children into that world where we respect everybody from somebody who's littler than us, older than us, parents, grandparents, friends, parents, whenever they go. It's just one of those things that just need to happen. And, it's, and, and a lot of good parents do. And it's just unfortunately, there's just there's situations that come out where not all kids are that way. But... Mm-hmm. As of right now, winning the battle, Laura's a good kid, so don't worry about that. <laughs> Me, on the other hand, that's something you may have to worry about, but that's that's for another yeah. podcast as of right now. So, that's our time today. Mm-hmm. That's what we have right now. So, Laura, tell me two positive things about yourself. Um, um uh, trying to think. Positive. Like, thing. Um, Give me some time here. What do you got? I try to do my best all the time. A plus, unless if I'm like really tired and I need <laughs> to go to sleep. Okay. Or I'm really hungry <laughs> or something like that. Um, and if I hear that one of my friends are being bullied or I hear that one of my friends, like, you know, something's going on, I do my best to help them. Like, my friends have actually told me, like, if they had to go to somebody and they didn't know who to go to, like to to have somebody help them, they yep. usually go to me. Fantastic. That right. that those are my positive things. All right, wonderful. Thank you guys for listening. This is Peace Mode Kids. My name is Patrick Davy. This is Laura. Hello and goodbye.